0: Damon. I'm Merlin and we're a gay and his NB. episode 22 we are back for another episode of a gay and his NB. thank you so much for listening uh we are loving all the support that we are getting from everyone who listens to us on apple Podcasts, spotify google podcast anywhere you can get your podcast thank you for listening um and be sure to also follow us on all of our social media whether that be tiktok instagram uh twitter uh, we've been posting also some, uh, we post our, uh, some clips on TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. We've also been posting some funnier clips over on our Instagram of just like, sort of like, you know, little meme action. I mean, get in, <laughs> get in on the memes, the memes, um, Oh God. But no, uh, please follow us over there and tell your friends about us. Cause, uh, yeah, just help spread the word cause we love it. Uh, what are we getting into this episode, babe?
1: Well, this episode, um, we have. Uh, Survivor, we have more juicy things going on over in Fiji on Survivor Island there. Um, but Survivor Island. The Survivor Island. I don't know what to – they own an island or they're renting an island, whatever. But, like, they have an island. It's their island. No one else is there. It's Survivor Island. What do you want me to call it? Probst Island? No. CBS Island? So,
0: well, that might be more accurate, but Survivor Island's better.
1: Survivor Island. They have Survivor Island, and then they have Ponderosa or or Pounderosa as we re- recalled it. <laughs> that's not. That's well, but it's not going to be Pounderosa until Franny also gets eliminated, uh, right? Cuz yeah. Matt's on jury, he's waiting. Um so <laughs> but before we get to all of that, we've got drag race. Drag
0: race and it's the grand finale. It's our final episode of the season.
1: Oh, it was so good.
0: Yeah, it was it was good. I really like I mean a, a grand finale is always I think they've kind We'll get to it with some like small details, but like I feel like they've kind of mastered it now in terms of the sort of they they want to make it sort of an epic final like you know mm-hmm. celebration more than anything. I feel um, as it should
1: be, yeah. Because these queens deserve to be like that's that was the frustrating part with like the the uh Pandemio lovato era, mm-hmm. um you know because the queens would spend all this money and work really hard during the season and then get no laurels at the end yeah it was a zoom meeting <laughs> or it was a drive-in theater with like 20 people right it's like it's it wasn't fair and I, i'm glad we're getting back to the actual event mama we love it we love to see it
0: um and we start with the queens walking the runway uh the eliminated queens as well getting to show off their stuff um, I guess some of the highlights. I like. La- I mean, Irene had a good gag with the butterflies. I thought that was a good little nod and and you know, nice little epic moment. Um, I also noted uh, Aura with her giant fan that said "drag is not a crime," which love a message. Yeah, not the greatest font to like to no, receive it because it was we were- difficult.
1: Um, mm-hmm. It was a thin font. Um, it was also on a shiny background that should have been shiny letters on a matte background and that would have made it really pop a little bit but i mean we love a stunt queen like bring all the stunts so
0: speaking of stunts i also as much as we have been ragging on lucy leduca and in past oh my god that was a great i we had seen the look on they had posted on instagram like them walking the red carpet i was like oh okay it was good i was like It seems weird for Lucy. But like the the exposed brain Yeah, when she leaned forward and you see the brain, it's like, that was a good gag. Like, that was.
1: It was so good. Like, say what you will about Lucy. She is an artist. Mm -hmm. And she does do what she does very, very well. It's just been done. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Lucy. Well, I mean, they did have an entire challenge around zombie type drag in season four. There you go. So Yeah. It has been done.
0: <laughs> um, we uh I and I think by and far away we both agree that like Sasha Colby like st- stunningly had the best luck of uh with this sort of like my fair lady ask like Ugh. but like red like se- <laughs> my fair lady but make it sexy Ugh. um yeah it was it was top notch um RuPaul and then they do RuPauls you know contractual and obligated like 30 second like
1: lip sync performance but Ru usually turns a look for these and then she came out in
0: wah, wah. it was giving crepe paper
1: yeah it was giving giving um like a five year old's birthday streamers, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know it was it was great. not cute
0: and and it's she's had some better it's crazy when she has better looks on the show, and then like finale, it's just like, yeah, well, we picked this, I don't know, it just seemed it seemed a little thrown together, yeah, um, they do a shout out to all the clubs that are watching across the country, and I noted that like it particularly. Every all the clubs were like Tennessee, Texas, Florida, like Mm -hmm. particularly in the South. Like, I and obviously, this was a big theme of the night. I figured it would be with Mm -hmm. the whole
1: drag bands and everything that's
0: been happening in the country lately. Um,
1: you you point that out, and then it can we just acknowledge the fact that, um, Yes, it is great to point out these bars and celebrate them as safe havens for the queer community, but can we also mention how scary it is to have these bars named on national television sure. where we know people that hate us are watching? Well,
0: and that was, we talked about that with the, um, like the teacher makeover episode where it was like, oh God, now all these people are like, you know, especially with the particular attack on queer teachers or just queer accepting teachers, like, yeah you know, it's, it's, I mean, part of me thinks like, oh, you know, like it, I, part of me thinks like that as well. Like, that's always my first instinct, but, and then I'm just like, it's like at a certain point we have to like, you know, you know, I mean, you're gonna, they're trying to come for the gay bars at this point, but like at the end of the day, like, you know, yeah, it's like, it's frustrating as hell.
1: Too many straight white women like to go there for their bachelorette party. So <laughs> Here's th- hoping.
0: <laughs> Here's hoping that's what uh, is the is the step too far. Look,
1: if, if the straight white women coming to drag bars for their bachelorette party saves us... I mean, I'm not going to apologize, but I mean, I guess we'll have them there. That's fine. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so basically, we, they do the same format as last season where... All the finalists get to do a, a central performance that they well, and and they explicitly said here, like they like with Anitra's particularly, she said like I wrote the song, like I like.
1: But also, if you listen, Anitra's didn't sound like it. But the other three well, girls, I don't it know sounded about, like they were singing.
0: I would say Anitra and Mistress kind, of, they weren't. They scared. all sounded, Lux and Sasha sounded exactly like them. I wonder if they were given mistress, the option.
1: Mistress did the rap on her. She wasn't singing mm. for the for those bits, but. The rap part was definitely her. You yeah, I wonder.
0: I wonder if they did give them the option because even when they've done this in the past, like it's always like a, a an actual singer, whoever they do mm-hmm. for like the rusicals and stuff like that, that they just put out there to do it. Um. So uh, we start with the they get a fiver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we start with Anitra, and she's and they all do these like confessional things beforehand to sort of explain everything. Um. She, you know, she gets emotional th- uh, thanking her dad about like being you know the support system for her. Um, we'll get to her dad in a second. Uh, I had thoughts. Um, and then she uh, said that she's performing the song that she has sort of uh, put together is called "Lotus," and that it's essentially a metaphor in the sense that lotuses um grow on the water after going through mud. So it's a, mm-hmm. you know, symbolism aspect. Um, we get to her performance. I thought this was really good. Um, we'll get to sort of our differential on, like, the music on the discussion well in the music i i the, the music is something that you are more of a fan of than i am not that i'm not a fan of it like it's more there's another song later that was more my vibe
1: yeah so like lotus to me was the song that i heard that i was like oh this could be on the radio
0: that's very true this is
1: like this is like legit music this is i mean not that the other music wasn't legit music but, but there it, like, is a
0: certain like drag there like, is a
1: a Broad, um, uh, accessibility to her song, yeah, that really makes it something that's going to appeal to a lot of people. People are going to hear that song and want to put it on their favorites playlist. You know, of things that they listen to all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the other tracks also made it on my favorites playlist, <laughs> but. Um, they are definitely more the They're clackety more, clack clack clow type yeah. songs, and those are great. Those have their place. They're like club hits. Amazing, love them. Um, but that's not the kind of music that I listen to on the regular. Right? No, I I,
0: I can understand that. Like, um, I, I yeah, I agree. I agree in this. sense it was giving me like. I think I said at the time, like, Kelly Clarkson mixed with, like, Ariana Grande a little bit. Like, yeah. it
1: was... It's giving, like... W- people use the term top 40, yeah. like, derogatorily. But it's... it Top 40 means it appeals to everybody. Like, you're doing your job as a musician, getting your art out there, and it having broad appeal while still train, staying true to who you are, while still having a message, while still being, and I think... like... It being deep while sounding shallow, like we've talked, I think we've talked about that offline about how I really enjoy music that, um, that has like deep lyrics, but has a wide appeal to the sound. Mm -hmm. Um, like Sia does that a lot, um, with, uh, like Chandelier, for example, like there's really a lot of depth about, um, like depression and emotional like turmoil in that song but it's such a top 40 sound yeah so I mean that to me like from as somebody who's been trained in the music industry I hear that and I go that's gonna be successful
0: yeah I can I can I can understand that I think also like I think maybe that was a smart choice by Neutra, in a sense because you would expect her to do more of like the like you said the clacky clack like sort of like dance mm-hmm. number. So maybe that was smart on 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 her and part. It,
1: and it was a dance number. Bitch sure. turned that shit out. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, they go to the judges. I, I was gonna say they go to the judges for the critique, but it's not really critique. It's more just. I, I was kind of annoyed where it's just, like, we get our jokes
1: in. Like, it's, our, like, it's the finale. It's jokes and blowing smoke up their ass. Yeah, they're not actually going to critique anything. I think they're making
0: the ch- – I, I kind of wanted a little critique just of, like
1: – I'm fine especially with when, it. In front of an audience, I'm fine with it. Well,
0: especially if we're having them believe that, like, the performance determines who makes the final two. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see – I don't need even negative critiques of just just stuff of, like, this you did in the performance well – I like that you caught my attention really well. Your dancing was good or whatever. It was just like, girl, you turned it. And it was just, you know what I mean? Like, there was no
1: specifics. I mean, I don't, here's the thing. The critique is supposed to help people grow in what they do the next week. When there's no next week, there's no point in the critique other than to air out what you did wrong in front of millions of people. So to me, in the finale, there's no point. To me, you just go, you did well, and the quote unquote critique is who we pick to go forward.
0: Yeah, I also was T. S. Madison. Her her uh, comment was Anitra, you are the Porsche of this White Lotus, and I was like, is that a good thing? We watch White Lotus. Uh, Porsche was not. Is it because I was like, is she saying that because she survived? Like, is that the because
1: th- or she, because she was relatable in a sense? I mean, it wasn't because of her fashion. It wasn't because, I mean, (laughs) for those that haven't watched White Lotus, like... Specifically season two. Spoiler.
0: Like to I think the consensus was that Porsche is the villain <laughs> like like Well,
1: I mean there's no good people. No. <laughs> like White Lotus is full of awful people. But just
0: a lot of just like wow, my boss brought me on this Italian vacation where I have to stay at this resort and like eat well, Italian yes, food all but day. But
1: I also understand Porsche's this is going to get to into the yeah, White yeah, yeah. Lotus. But I understand Porsche's frustration in I'm in this gorgeous place and I can't go see anything. I can't go do anything because instead of actually being able to be a tourist, I have to be at this woman's beck and call and not just at this woman's beck and call. I have to be at this woman's beck and call secretly because her husband can't know that I'm here. Sure. You, yeah. you see how that's a problem. That's yeah. no longer vacation. That's a I'm constantly on edge. I'm constantly looking at my phone, and I'm not able to enjoy the view, enjoy what I'm doing. I can't go get in the pool because I can't just get up and run too hard if I'm wet and in a bathing suit. All I can do is hang around in in clothes that I can run errands in and. Fuck the rest of me. Watch White Lotus if you haven't already. Yeah. Um,
0: so, uh, and Rua, Hashtag, again, is it be approved. Rue at one point asked uh, Anitra what her superpower is, uh, and she says L- leaping over women with BFAs,
1: and then points to shit. That That's was great.
0: Uh, they talked to her dad, who's there to support her. Um, I, her dad is hot.
1: That is a recurring
0: thing on this show. There's the, hot dads. Like... Like the one,
1: the ones that show up to the finale,
0: Evie's dad. If this doesn't say anything of like guys, be supportive of your queer children because nine times out of 10, you're probably fucking attractive. Um, it makes you more attractive. Maybe. I don't know. Um, we go to then Lux's uh perform I loved Luxus in her uh intro sort of thing with uh they're all like posing in front of this like you know stuff or whatever and she's got this giant paper mache head-on for some reason
1: what the entire fuck <laughs> in just was a that? bikini
0: it was it was it, it was I like cracked up laughing it was great um Lux talks about her plan uh, for it and and she's sort of like you know, this is exactly the moment I wanted, et cetera. Like she starts crying at one point, And then as she's crying, makes the joke of like, you know, I'll do anything for this crown. I'll, I'll basically commit any form of petty larceny. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Um, and then she performs her song, which is it's giving fashion. This was the one I loved more than Anitra's. And And there was debate online about whether Anitra luck should have gone forward. Um, I thought it was catchy as fuck like it i still am singing it in my head to this day a week in like it's it's really good the choreography was like really catchy and smart i like choreography that you can kind of like memorize and like so like it, yeah. it like the patterns and stuff like that of stuff she was doing and I, and again i would also like to know like how much of the process they were contributing into it? I love anytime Lux performs. There's sort of a syncopation that she does that's different mm-hmm. than everyone. They she does she never does the full like one two three four like it's every, you, a lot of times with drag rap and stuff like that. What we see it on the show where it's just
1: like you're almost like you 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 know what that is right? What is that? She black.
0: Well, there's that. She's black, and like she went anyone, to Sicily Tyson High School, as we know. I
1: mean, look. Anybody who has spent any time in the black community, um, I grew up in a predominantly black area, grew up immersed in that culture, even though I'm not a part of that culture myself. And one thing you notice when you go back to white world is how square
0: yeah. everyone
1: else is. I mean, even other people of culture, there is a or culture, of people of culture, well, I mean... Spoiler alert, what? Never mind. Um, There was a comment on whiteness there. You know what it was. Just enjoy that. Um, But people of color, um, even other people of color that are not black, don't quite get that same syncopation. Black people have a different view on rhythm, and it is just so much a deeper understanding that is part of their culture and part of the way that they are brought up, and it goes back centuries. And it really is, like, it's like you were saying, there's syncopations there that other people would just not notice. But you see it across the franchise with other black people. Bob does the same thing. When when she's rapping, absolutely hits those same notes. And you see a lot of the same thing. Like, take it outside of drag. Listen to um, black rappers that are immersed in the culture they're hitting those same those same syncopations. I just, yeah, You're I like getting it, triplets pulled out. And like getting, it when people mix it up. Like I yeah. think
0: it's especially with Drag Race. Like it's gotten into such a formula. Yeah. Especially with like music and that. Like it, I I always really appreciate it. Cause it's like again, if if she was that, if if they were through the entire thought process of all their performances, like you could tell she puts care into like what's going to resonate and, and oh, for that, absolutely. For that I appreciate it. Um, her mom and her boyfriend are in the audience. Um, and it's a sweet moment and her boyfriend tears up a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and I, I really love the, the, the song. Like, I think, I think it's depends on your, late. Well, spoiler alert later, the, the, Ru makes the point to say like, based off of your performances and your time, your performance across the season. So like, which I think is correct. Like I think I don't think they it's a bad thing for them to judge it like that, but i I think, you know, it it would have been a closer match, I think, between Anitra and Lux. um before we get to the other ones, there was then they then did the tribute to Bob Mackey. um and so because I guess there's a it, documentary coming out um soon with uh, about his
1: life and and everything. It's so weird to me to say it's a tribute. And they did that too. yeah, but, yeah. like. Anytime somebody says tribute Part- my brain goes oh my god did they die
0: Literally it's so bad like I was like halfway through it I was like wait a second
1: is Bob Mackie dead I can't remember Like I literally like Because so many people have died in the last since 2016 really like yeah. 2016 on like a huge percentage of that generation of um of celebrities and uh just important, notable people have, have died, and it's just astonishing. It's, it's like seven years of just constant bullshit.
0: Yeah, and then they award him the uh, Giving Us
1: Lifetime Achievement Award, which it, they made it seem like they're they're going to make this a yearly thing, which I don't mind. I don't mind it either, and I'm fine with them starting with Bob Mackie. Um, it, I think
0: okay. it's the right place to start. Yeah. I
1: also really loved when he's on stage
0: with... Rue and they give him the award and Rue goes, all rise for Bob Mackey, as if he's like the president, which honestly, like, like, I mean, let's, let's, let's pledge allegiance to Bob Mackey. Like, I'm fine with that. Like,
1: I better than the other things we pledge allegiance to anyway. Yeah. Um,
0: continue. Uh, we move on to mistress um, and uh, she talks about what she's planning on. She sort of, she also gets really emotional in her uh, confessional ish kind of thing about like like now that she's been traveling like hearing her story like resonate with others and how it's impactful to her um in that regard and then she uh is performing her song Delusion playing off the whole mm-hmm. drag delusion vibe it's got like a uh, she's a nurse essentially or a doctor i guess um vibe i thought this was good um it was a little and and i think there were good moments. Like, her getting picked up in the splits was like, I was like, oh, wow, that's really impressive. Like, like, really good stuff. But I think there is, it could have been a little tighter in the choreo department. There could have been a little more choreo,
1: maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it was, very, it was very much something you would s- expect to see in a drag pageant, yeah, which yeah. makes sense for her. Um, but I didn't think that it necessarily rose to the level of the Drag Race finale. That's just me. Um, a lot we of people also, loved it, but to me, I thought she was the clear fourth place. We,
0: yeah, I agree completely. We also should note, though, credit to all the girls... Like based off of reports about like everything that happened, like I I don't know when I think
1: they were supposed to have six days, and one of them like
0: got injured during a perform, like when, I think mm-hmm. maybe during Rue's performance, I can't remember, but and I heard it was like he broke his leg or something like,
1: awful, awful. wow,
0: and like so basically they had to reblock all these numbers, yeah, like because every and that's not easy when you also have a lot of lifts, like we didn't talk, mm-hmm. like Lux had lifts in hers, uh, Sasha has lifts later in hers. Like Mistress the, had the lift. Yeah, it's like it's not it's not the easiest to reblock that kind of a number and they did it pretty seem I heard it I heard when they were filming there like it took a while to
1: like yeah. they, they had to like stop for 45 minutes for the to re or to redo each one of the numbers between everything. Yeah,
0: so but I mean that that can easily throw a performer off and like credit to them for just like it, it you wouldn't know in the film Absolutely in the end product. So credit to them. Um, they talked to Mistress afterwards. <laughs> like uh, I thought, she had a really funny line about uh, Rue was asking, like, you know, you know, you represent the big girls. What is your message to all the big girls out there? And Mistress goes, "Put that down," <laughs> and everyone's <started> laughing. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and then she has her drag mother uh, Chevelle Brooks there in the audience, and she's all full, full and beat, full made up. She looked amazing. It was a cool little moment to like, I like showcasing queens that aren't on the show and aren't mm-hmm. in the sort of lexicon, but are still important in terms of these people's
1: lives. I mean, she's a fucking legend. So oh, yeah. like,
0: um, we then go to Sasha's for, before we get to anything, this fucking like in retrospect, Sasha nails every part of this fucking finale, including the fucking interview. Look, her oh, yeah. fucking interview. Look was Fucking gorgeous. Ugh. Like she looked that that is the most beautiful I've ever seen her in just the white like like um, like suit jacket. Like it, it was amazing. I like, just but that's, I, I mean, that speaks to her professionalism, though. Like she knows how to nail every single like like category.
1: Um, well, and, and that I think we'll probably talk about it later, but I think that that's why she wins. Yeah. Spoiler alert why she wins the whole show because she didn't miss. There was not a single point in this competition where she was not firing on all cylinders I've, and everybody else that was in the finale and everybody else in the competition had moments where they slipped.
0: I forgot if, um, I think it was maybe Bosco at the, um, um, uh, Roscoe's, uh, uh, viewing party thing said something to the effect of like it would have been very easy for them to give Sasha the win just based off of one her track record going into the show two her track record on the show but she also fucking nailed this finale like top yeah. to bottom she earned she didn't play it safe
1: she fucking earned that She shit. she never rested on her laurels she no. never acted like it was a foregone conclusion she fought for every fucking win that she had on the show and like that's To me, part of winning, like, I don't, I really don't like it when a a queen is on the show and they start acting like they're tough shit and they're better than everybody else. That, to me, turns me off and I don't, that, it's part of the reason why, spoiler alert, I didn't want Alaska to win um, season Mm. two of All Stars because she started acting like that. Um, Do I think her track record had her probably should be winning? Yeah, but. It, that to me turns me off of a performer. Sure, and it's it's no. Oh, she's I mean yeah.
0: amazing inside.
1: Now. Oh, I love her like now Alaska. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah. I always mean like
0: Sasha is
1: like oh yeah Sasha's amazing.
0: Yeah, um, I, <laughs> she also brings up the fact that uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm her interview says I'm fine with being the drag Dumbledore. Thanks, Mistress Muggle. <laughs> that was a good line. It was good. Reclaim it. Um, and, but then she so, so then she performs her number which is Goddess. And this was like top not I'm th- still
1: getting it stuck in my head just out of nowhere.
0: Both this and the final lip sync. Like I think like she t- the thing I loved about Sasha's performance this finale was she t- this could have been Miss Continental. She treated it just like yeah. any other pageant in terms of like presentation and like like those elements. Like I I really appreciate that. She, you know, had the braids that she was whipping and, like...
1: I also, like, so as a pagan, Mm -hmm. pagan corner, um, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that she came out um, as a Medusa. Mm. And um, for those who don't know the story of Medusa, she was a priestess of the goddess Athena, and was uh, sexually assaulted in the temple. Um, And Athena turned her into uh, a Gorgon in order to have her have the ability to protect herself. Some people say that it was his punishment. I don't believe that from what I know of Athena. But um, Medusa has always been regarded as a monster, And to turn, and she is also a symbol of survivors of sexual assault, Mm -hmm. Um, and to turn that imagery around and say she is a goddess after everything that she went through, after all the trauma that Medusa went through and Sasha went through, right, in her life, to turn around and say this is what a real goddess looks like. That they're, they're, that's what I mean. It On the surface, you don't see that deeper meaning of, of the shit. Yeah. But there's such a depth and a careful planning to everything that Sasha does. And it's just, it doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. If you're listening, Sasha.
0: I mean, she really does. It doesn't go unnoticed. She does a good job of sort of like having that larger message. I also appreciate when they were interviewing her afterwards and, um, Rue asked about uh, sort of she talks a lot about mahu, which is in for in Hawaii. That's basically what they consider like the third gender. Mm-hmm. Um, And like how I, and I love the way she phrased it, too, of like, you know, and mahus in that community were a lot in a lot of times caretakers of children because mm-hmm. they were viewed in the perfect vehicles for that because they encapsulated both masculine and feminine energies mm-hmm. perfectly. And I think that is such a poignant thing to say in the climate that we're currently living now, where the worst actors in this country try to, you know, put put people against our community based off of the concept that we're going after children or it's a damage to children and to put it in that manner that where it's like, no, actually you being around someone who's transgender or being around somebody who is in the gender spectrum of things, like, actually is beneficial at the end of the day in terms of, like in many different aspects. Like I, I thought that was such a beautiful way to sort of like address that, that thing with like, with sort of an educated like perspective. And, yeah. Like it was really cool to see. Um, and so, so then they basically, so they bring all the girls back out to decide who is going to be the final two. And then we find out that it's Anitra and Sasha um, Lux and mistress uh, uh, unfortunately get eliminated um, I think like I said I think this is the right choice for many reasons one I think Anitra and Lux were very close to where I could have seen it going either way but I also think a lot of people wanted that Sasha Anitra lip sync in the end and wanted Anitra to sort of like I think Anitra had the momentum definitely yeah. going into the episode so it's like I think that was yeah. the right choice at the end of the day um, <laughs> oh god Brace ourselves. So then we they they talk more about sort of like what's going on in the country and stuff like that. And and overall, I thought they did a really good job in the show. Um, But there was a lot of controversy with their they do like this like video message thing, which is a message from drag fans everywhere to sort sort of like we are the world this like Mm -hmm. vibe, which I didn't mind. And I think there is value. Also to speaking to people who are straight or are people who are not versed in our community to destigmatize us. And I think, you know, I think the larger message which they tried to say in there of like, we are all Americans and we are all, you know, by that definition are are deserved rights in this country and we shouldn't have them trampled upon. I think it's correct. I also think there was a lot of fair criticism of the fact that they feature... Well, main, mainly the fact that they feature a cop,
1: which I found a choice. Yeah, I also didn't like that they featured a priest. Um, there are queer priests. Sure. I absolutely, think- but I think especially the fact that they they showed a priest who was wearing a collar like yeah. like a catholic priest does uh, to me with all of the stuff around catholicism hiding sure. priests who routinely um abuse children sexually um i i feel like I Maybe like, we should have left that one out yeah. or gone a different route. Maybe instead of, say, priests, say we are pastors and have like a different. Because I think there a is different... I think there's a way to make the religion. Like, faith put, leaders.
0: Yeah, faith leaders. Like I think because I, I do believe you can be like I think you should be able to have and believe in whatever religion or spirituality sense you want to believe in as long as it's not attacking or marginalizing or. Victimize like other more people. Yeah. I think like that. Like you could be a Christian and be gay or support gay. Absolutely. People. Like like that's the, cl- the clear thing. I I see what you're saying about like the collar too. Like that's important. I think with the cop it was a little more like, and especially like not to say that black cops don't. We've seen with certain cases recently, but like
1: also to pick like a white cop who was in like tactical gear. Yeah, I found that, really triggering. Yeah, that was not. Um, that was not healthy. Also. You can be a cop and be queer. Um, just know that you are betraying your community. Well, I, to me, you like I don't feel like you can be a member of a marginalized community that is constantly being attacked and um, villainized by the police system, and also be a part of that police system. You can't. There is no fixing it from the way out or from the inside because if you were actually speaking up and trying to make change from the inside, you would be removed.
0: I really liked what, um, what Bosco said about it. Bosco tweeted about this and said, um, Much love to the show, and I think they do so much good for the queer community. But taking time to give airtime to cops and priests at the finale was wild. They both represent two of the most oppressive infrastructures ever to exist for all queer people, but especially queer BIPOC. Is there a way to accept their allyship while remaining critical? Is there a way to accept love from people who are actively aligned with institutions that have aided in, and in many cases, enacted our persecution? I don't know. Read the room, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, I think, you know, there's a, I think there would have been a better way to do this. Like, I don't, like, I think the cop was the, like, like the cop aspects is such a bad choice in terms of just the, like your job is literally attacking and yeah. per- and persecuting us for and ha- has been historically but also particularly when you have a lot of black people in the cast like yeah. it's like that's like jesus like i like, mean I, I think, think it would
1: i think it would have gone over better if it was a black cop or if it was a especially if it was a black female cop or yeah yeah, yeah. i think that would have been different um i i ha- specifically have a problem with it being a black male cop um, show or a white, or a white, firef- or like a white want, male cop, or, or if you any, wanted the
0: effect, show a firefighter. Show like, yeah, like, 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 like the point was to be like these are like so members of the community and like right. like
1: people who serve the community, people who are involved. They're your neighbors. They're like all of that stuff. Great message, but these are also your oppressors. It's probably not you know what we want to say. Yeah, um, and also the people that would be that saying, you know. We're cops, too. Um, The people that you're showing this to are not the people who would be positively affected by that message. that's
0: That's my thing. I think I could even see a realm where the cop is okay in it in a different space. Like...
1: If you Not were, on Drag Race. If like, you were showing this PSA on Fox News... Sure, do that. I ask. think it would go over. Well, it wouldn't, but the... the At least they would be mad bit, about it. The cop bit would land. Yeah. You know, the cop bit would maybe reach somebody. But
0: don't do it in front of us. Like, but... Like- like how, like do it, like, like we were talking in the car, uh, coming to this podcast actually about this whole, and it's like, I think there are certain messages for certain d- groups of people and that are important to, and so, but it's like, know your audience and like yeah. know where you're delivering that message. And like, you know, it's not, not to say that it's a bad message, but that it's not for everyone. Yeah. I think that's the, the main takeaway for me, but <laughs> great job guys. We fixed uh, uh, homophobia. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No. Um, and then they do, so, and then they have uh, Leland and Orville Peck perform, uh, built on drag from the.
1: Got choked up again, damn it. I got
0: choked up again, and then I started laughing because they bring all the girls out to and like. Sugar
1: wait. didn't bother to sing a she damn thing. She didn't know thing. a damn word. She, she was like, swayed. I wasn't here for this goddamn episode. I'm not learning these Spice fucking Spice was
0: singing. Spice was at least yeah. watermelon cantalouping it. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was clearly like I didn't go to rehearsals, so I'm just gonna sit and twirl. It well, was, but
1: you know it's because sugar was taking too long on her makeup.
0: Well, and it also <laughs> sucks because it was the camera that was right on Orville. Like it was yeah. Orville's camera and she was right to the left of him. Like it was yeah. yeah. Um, we come back and uh Willow Pill comes out to uh sort of do well, she doesn't give her crown here, but she comes out Yeah um to sort of give her final runway. I thought her
1: Runway was gorgeous. The well, she came out as part of the miscongeniality. Yeah, is yeah, What yeah. this was, yeah.
0: But what she had, it was this pink. Um, it, what was the? I mean, guess I guess it, willow. Like.
1: It's a it's a, a weeping willow. Um, and it's like in spring, it does has these pink flowers mm-hmm. and
0: whatnot. It was really pretty. I love that she flipped off the crowd. Uh, that was fun, and she had some good like sort of like back and forth work uh, in in the beginning. Um, and then she introduces out cornbread to uh, Crown Miss Cagneyality, and cornbread does like a full rap, which I thought was really good. Um, I didn't have like there was I didn't write down the, like the lyrics or whatever, but like top like great stuff. I cornbread is so is one of the sad cases of where it's like we really should have seen more from her on her season yeah. if it wasn't for the injury. Like you know absolutely on an All Stars, <laughs> I love cornbread does her rap and Willow says, "Thank you, cornbread, you stupid bitch." <laughs> <laughs> That was a good line. And then they crown uh, Malaysia Baby Doll Fox as Miss Congeniality. Did I,
1: you see the stink face on Mistress? I think, she I, was,
0: I think she was playing. I think she was
1: doing a bit. Maybe, but then on the... Because they've been teasing. But like, when we watch the... Because everybody knows this is pre-filmed. And then all the, the top four watch the finale and that's taped live. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Um. So in that, when the four girls were watching the finale, she was like, everybody told me they were voting for me and then I didn't win it. So some of y'all hoes were lying. But they
0: were jo- like before the season started, when they were doing press and stuff like that, like all over New York, mm-hmm. they were joking all the time about like, oh, Ma- me and me and Malaysia, we're not going to get miscogeniality because we fight so often and fucking untucked and shit. So, like, I think that was the joke of, mis- mm-hmm. of being like, oh, well, Malaysia got it. Like.
1: If she was doing a bit, I wish she had communicated that to production so that they could highlight it. Because what it did is made her look bad. Shady, yeah. It it didn't even look shady. It looked like bitter Betty, yeah. and it's just. And I don't think that's and, the and case with, clearly. No, I don't like, think it is either because she has a very tongue-in-cheek, very that sort of humor. So I think that she should have just communicated that because especially with all the shit that she has been going through with the community attacking her yeah. this season. Having that bit of levity would have been great. Like, maybe playing it up. Maybe making it a, like a, No, I can't! Like, that sort of thing. I love to like, the in the watch party for the Final Four when
0: Sasha and Anitra
1: make it to the finals going, What? <laughs> <laughs> like bitch, you, Bitch, you know you didn't lip sync at the end, right? Yeah. It was funny.
0: Um, Also, I loved um, uh, Lux for that showing up in Alaska drag as Alaska when she lost her on on, uh, season five. And she's that famous scene where she's we now know in like interviews and that she was drunk off of her ass and was just, like, crying
1: because she lost. Man, old school drag race was a trip.
0: <laughs> I still love when, like, she relays that, like, she would, like, they had to do performances or whatever, and she had prepared this full, like, sort of, like, sobbing number, and they were trying to talk her out of it going on, and she just grabs the guy and goes, Hit. Play. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Um, so, oh, and then we get, so then Jinx Monsoon, uh, they do like a thing for her Where then she gets to perform, um, when you're good to mama from Chicago. So good. Really great. Jinx is amazing. Like, I think like Jinx, like we talk about like Sasha in terms of like sort of like her power, like not just in terms of the entertainment industry, like Jinx's power, but like I've been loving Jinx sort of being both Jinx and Ben. Like, being mm-hmm. on the forefront of some, like, going on television and talking about these anti-drag bills. And, and, like, they've been such good voices for the community and, like...
1: Oh, and now that she's going on Doctor Who... Yeah, you showed me she the photos like of her. Like, anybody who has not seen the pictures of her, like, the first look of her, I think, uh it, from her look, I would not be surprised if her name is The Maestro. <laughs> and... She just, because she's got like the piano keys on her collar and clearly is going to be a musical-themed right. villain, um, and the tag on it from the Doctor Who like account is that she's going to be one of the, of the Doctor's most powerful villains he's ever faced. So, like, for that sort of a role to go to a, not just a drag queen, but a trans non-binary person and a pagan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, just the representation, the power that that has. <laughs> the, the <laughs> Very much.
0: Um, and, oh, and then I love the, the little moment that, like, her and Rue had afterwards where Rue brings the clip from when they did the tic-tac lunge on hers. Because it's been, yeah. it, also the fact that it's been 10 years since she won Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And like that moment in the tic tac lunch where she basically says that her dream is to be on Broadway, and it's like she's literally doing it now. Like, it's yeah, it was such an amazing moment. Um, and then we get to our finale lip sync with Anitra versus Sasha Colby, and they have to nick lip sync to Knock on Wood by Amy Stewart. This was great. This was everything I wanted this final lip sync to be between these two. Like, it was so, I mean, but like, Sasha. Like, that fucking coat that she starts with, Ugh. that is, like... And, but I, like, I need that coat. But, again, very much, like, I could see this being in her, her performance for Miss Continental. I could see, see it clearly. And then she like,
1: pulls that steel bony out of the corset which, to which, pull it apart. Ugh.
0: Which I heard is, like, like really fucking difficult to, like... like from,
1: was Bosco the one that said maybe. she tried to do that and it wouldn't come out, like, so she have, just had to improvise? You have
0: to have, like, a lot of strength to, like, yeah. get that out. And, like, I think there was such a beautiful, like, choice to go. And She's basically naked. Like, like yeah. going, like, I think that was such a fuck you in a yeah. way that was so important. Like, and, like, also just, like, her having this, like, giant black fur uh, jacket that she starts with. And then at the point where she starts, like, when she's fully like almost nude like laying on the just doing a full-on
1: playboy cover model so
0: and anitra did great too like i love the i the she had the heart gag where she was pulling it was
1: so good it was
0: really good like i thought it was but it was like it was so clear
1: Uh, i mean again this is another case of this season where Anitra would have won if she was up against anybody else. Yeah. Like any other season, she would have blown them out of the water, but Sasha. Oh yeah. So I just can't wait for All Stars Nine when Anitra is on there and wins. Like <laughs> I just clearly that's what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. Like they've already got All Stars Eight in the bag, but All Stars Nine.
0: Well, I mean we talked about I would say with all the top the top the rest of the top four where it's like they have a time coming. Like oh, yeah. this is this was Sasha's time. Like Bar none. Sasha wins. They crown her. Um, she says that uh, this goes to every trans person, past, present, and future, because we are not going anywhere. Perfect yeah. moment. Like, I, I, like credit to her. She is, like, obviously going into the season, it's like, oh, God, how does the Sasha Colby not win this? But, like, like we were saying, it f- still felt deserved and fought for and, like, mm-hmm. Like it, cre- it,
1: it never felt like. Again, it never felt like she was laying on her laurels. It, she was able to still fight for it and give us the sense of, well, maybe she doesn't feel as secure in it. Maybe we're mm-hmm. misreading it. Maybe there. Um, so there was still some tension there. And is she gonna win it? Is she not? Even though it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I think in the back of our heads. And so. Um I really just really respect the competitiveness from her while also not being a bitch about it ever. She was always super humble. Um and but at the end of the day performing her ass off and being leagues ahead of everyone else, I felt.
0: Yeah. And also, I mean the fun fact that like the last 4 queens in terms of drag race and all stars have all been trans. Yeah. Like I think is is really important and you know, we haven't talked like years past. You know, obviously the show has had a tricky, you know, situation to say that's like putting him out, like with like the trans community and like so. You know, I, I uh, it
1: was a trip for Michelle to ask that question. Oh, on the what you packing,
0: where Michelle is just like Sasha. What took you so long? It and Sasha very kindly. I feel like kindly, they had to
1: refilm that because I feel like Sasha would have got little. Gave her a look and gone. Girl, really? I,
0: I was, I was literally being like, <laughs> Sasha. If she was in the in that right mood, should have just been like, "Girl, what? How, what took you so long? Like, that's like, you know, obviously those co- old comments that Rue made about basically comparing like trans performers on the show to like athletes taking steroids at the Olympics, which like.
1: Like, it's ridiculous. In the, <laughs> like in the, ridiculous. In the old um format of the show where they were judging people on how well they tucked, if you've had bottom surgery, that does make it unfair, but then you should but, it's but it shouldn't be about that. That's the answer the thing. should not be exclude trans people. It should be stop judging people for their tuck. Yeah. Like
0: exactly. Like what does that matter at the end of the day? Really? Like, and I think hope. I mean we haven't seen it to where we actually get drag kings on the show yet which right. I think would be the next sort of big
1: step but like I think But we have had sis um women yeah. with um on UK Oh, Victoria Scone. Victoria Scone. Trans men like we've, Like so that's exciting the next step. We've had a straight man on the show. Yeah. So I mean the next step is drag kings. Yeah. I think that's really the final, the final step in fully including the trans community. Like you
0: remember the fucking like, the, remember when they would like shit on Alaska for doing quote unquote boy drag in yeah. the fucking. It's like, it's well, like and how
1: far have we fucking come? And the they've trans? stopped doing realness categories. Yeah. So I mean that, I mean they have made progress, and, um, you know we have drugged them along as a community. Um. Kicking and screaming the entire way. But I think that Drag Race is finally caught up. And that last step is going to be including Drag Kings. Or even if you want to say that it's a different category and it should have its own show, I would probably agree with you because there are so many Drag Kings out there. Yeah. That if we start tapping into that resource, I, I you know, I just, I feel like you can't. Some of the categories that they do right now won't apply necessarily to drag kings. So, give them their own platform. Yeah, They should have their own platform. There are so many drag kings out there that are amazing at what they do. And what they do can be so drastically different from what queens do that... We should be giving them a platform to shine on their own, and not be trying to pigeonhole them into what drag queens do.
0: Yeah, they didn't men- mention drag queens in that sort of like "We Are the World" video. They did. I-, I feel like they were like, "We will mention drag queens, but we must include a cop." <laughs> that that is the- that is the trade off. <laughs> um, but no, uh, gr- great finale, great season of Drag Race. Um, All stars was announced. Um, uh, well, they announced it on the finale that they were doing that. It's coming in a couple weeks. Uh, And then just today, they announced the cast. So I think maybe in a future episode, we're going to break that down in terms of like the cast lineup and that and see, and, you know, everything that's going on with that. So, but...
1: I just had an amazing idea. Okay. So you know how they, uh, how we've had, J. Jolie has gone over and has been on Dracula, right? Right. Did great on Dracula. Loved her there. Um... We should have Landon Sider on the Global Drag Race All Stars. Sure, that would be amazing because Landon Sider won Dragula. Yeah, I, so I I, I, I think, think the problem is the two shows are not like no, intrinsically, but but yes, Landon doesn't only do horror drag. Doesn't only do gore like well, I the mean, drag that that he does is
0: uh, a, is
1: universal. What and I mean a by that of, is
0: is like there's a lot of like anti Drag Race vibe on the show
1: which sure but know. that doesn't mean that all the queens that are queens or kings that are there don't also love drag race and wouldn't be on drag race if offered sure it just means that this is an alternative and a healthy alternative to drag race because i mean you've had drag race alums well but they've also been alums that are not in graces good graces
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. alaska
1: willem that have judged uh, Who else is judged? Katia, but she don't give a fuck. Katya don't give a fuck. Was Bob on there at one time? I want to say maybe. I feel like Bob judged. So, I mean, Bob is in good graces with World of Wonder. So, I mean, it, it it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. We can have a full drag community that celebrates each other. And I think that World of Wonder is moving in that direction. They're not there yet.
0: Before. But
1: I think... Having a platform like Global All-Stars could provide a space for not just drag kings, but also a collaboration between the Boole brothers and Rue.
0: Yeah. It's not impossible.
1: It's not impossible. I'm not saying anytime soon. And well, maybe it'll be after Rue's time on Drag Race, but... I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think it could be somewhere that we go and and maybe it should be a goal for us to get there as a community and demand that
0: yeah I could definitely I, I would like to see it. Um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then when we come back, we're talking about the newest episode of Survivor 44 Don't go anywhere.
1: Support Survivors Know by shopping today at survivorsknow.threadless.com. That's survivorsknow.threadless.com. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com. Welcome back to a gay and his MBE. Let's head on down to Fiji where we talk Survivor.
0: Survivor Forty Four. Um, we were so we were very negative last week, as you may have listened to, um, about the episode. This episode was much better, much much better. I think I it was very. I mean, it wasn't. I was. I was gonna say it was very simplified. It wasn't fully very simplified. We'll get to it, but it was a little more straightforward in narrative
1: i i really enjoyed it i thought they did you know well with, with the challenge i thought that the um that the you know storytelling was good um we got a bit of intrigue we got you know stuff happening with the tribal and all we of that got an stuff actual like,
0: good like blindside mm-hmm. like it feels like forever since we've had that because like yeah, everything's been gummed up in the works. Um, but we uh come back from tribal, and Yam Yam is relieved that he survived. Basically, says that he feels like he's a cat with nine lives. Um, was convinced that he was go- there was a good chance he was going. Um, Franny is talking about Matt leaving, and and you know she's obviously taking it very hard. Um, she feels basically marooned with nothing, and like she like she's very like just. She has a very, like, ugly cry. Like, I'm not... Like, like it was like, oh, God. Like, you've known this person. You're right. I know you've been in a captivity with this person, essentially, for 16 days. And it's probably enhancing things. But, like, it's not that serious.
1: It's really not.
0: It was like he died. It's like, okay. Um. Uh. Heidi then tells Yam Yam, basically, like, what was going behind her decision to sort of with the control the vote thing. And basically... She says that she didn't want to ruffle too many feathers with the, the Ratu tribe and that she essentially knew that she couldn't do anything. Like, she essentially, which I think, yes. I, I, like, I, think, that's a, I think it was the problem with the advantage more than anything. It wasn't anything of Heidi's doing. But, yeah. like, yeah, she couldn't really do anything, really. So I she, mean,
1: really and truly, she made the only choice she could have, make one of the three that are not on the block vote for one of the two that is on the block, and things will happen how they happen because it's really a 50-50 chance on whether you're with the vote or against it.
0: Yeah, and Heidi essentially is pitching like, okay, so we have four Ratu, three Soka, three Tika at this point. If Soka and Tika can get together and we can collaborate, we can get a member of Ratu out and we can start to sort of like get the numbers advantage in everything, which is... (laughs) Is so like classic survivor. Like it's like I, I haven't seen that strategy used
1: in I really like, appreciated 20 seasons. It. I really appreciated it. It like, was a lot. It was very refreshing after the convoluted mess last uh episode.
0: I feel like I mean it helps the fact that all the original tribes are seemingly still aligned with each other. Like and and I so I appreciate like because of that, it's just like okay, they have four. We have six like basic numbers, guys. Let's just, you know, like, I, I think that I don't know. It's it's easy for people to pick up. It's yeah. easy to understand. Like, it's not overly fucking complicated. And there are little wrinkles here and there that we'll see. But like, that's how it should be. Like, yeah, Um, Carson and Yam Yam uh, are talking about it. And they basically want to play the middle because they see their it's essentially Soka versus Ratu right now. They're both colliding with these big personalities. And if Tika, them, and Carolyn can essentially sort of, like, let them fight, like, and, and play yeah. to the background. And sort of, like, they talk later, I think, about, like, s- basically switching every time, like, mm-hmm. who they're going to work with. Like, I think that's
1: sort of the, a, a good
0: strategy at the end of the day.
1: It, see, to me, it's a good strategy for survival, And I mean, I guess that is technically the name of the game, (laughs) but like, it's not building you a resume. I mean, it's not something that's going to get you the, the million. So why do you care? Like, honestly, like half of the goal is getting to the end, but then you have to win. So, and you have to be worried about winning from the second your foot touches sand. So I don't understand why that seems to be their only concern.
0: Yeah, I think, and we'll get to it later, where I think Carson doesn't completely understand the fact that he's sort of been out of a lot of votes. Yeah. Like, I get what I get his thought process of what he thinks he's doing, and he is doing it to a certain extent, but, like, I don't think fully as he is sort of letting on.
1: We do also have to remember that we're seeing this from the outside, <laughs> where... They're inside it trying to pick this apart as it's happening, right. and they aren't getting the view that we are of like this aerial top down view of everything. And he's really only able to see from his vantage point. We're a we get the ability to see secret conversations that are happening all over the place that he's not privy to, yeah. So I get why their view of how things are happening is different from ours as an audience, but also, like, I don't understand. I am not willing to give quite the grace that you are in that I don't see how he sees what he sees. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just me.
0: Um, and then Carolyn is talking about sort of basically wanting to play off being underestimated and sort of playing, and like, which, I mean... Literally, she's literally being X'd out of conversations at this point. Yep. And uh, she said she's basically being viewed as the turkey of the tribe, which I thought was- I thought was great. An interesting metaphor. I think, I I really hope the edit pays off with Carolyn, because I think she she is building a resume to a certain extent. I think she is smarter than people are giving her the credit for, at least on the tribe. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So we go the next morning, and they're basically cooking. They're cooking, like, Carolyn's cooking, like, these, like- little crab sort of thing. Like, I don't like, they all looked almost like, um, uh, what is it? Little hermit crabs. Yeah. 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 It was like, it. it I, I, I guess it's the same philosophy or whatever. With, Cause they were like turning red or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you would like a lobster or whatever. But apparently Carson's really sick and like, has to like basically throw up and he's been like, apparently throwing up all night into the morning. So it's like, you know, he's in rough shape. Um, from some something or other, and he's worried that it's going to be looked down on in the tribe. And Carolyn's sort of reassuring him, like, you know, we we don't think you're like, you know, you know, because yeah, I think he was going off a lot, to, and it's like he not he yeah. doesn't want like the suspicion to be put on him or anything.
1: Well, and I I think he was also worried that. It looked like he was trying to garner sympathy. And it's like, no, like, we get that this isn't fake. Like, yeah. you're, you're doing what you're doing because you need to take care of yourself. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. Um, and then they get tree mail. So the tree mail says that essentially, it's a longer wordier thing, but it says that going into the immunity challenge, they have to, before they go in, they have to divide into five pairs. And I was like, fuck, can we get one fucking immunity challenge? It's normal. But it wasn't that bad in, in the end of the day.
1: Yeah, but it did say in the tree mail that only one person was going to be getting immunity. So that was good. Yeah. Like, we, it was, it was good to know, oh, okay, good. This is not like a shared immunity. This is not some crazy bullshit. This is straightforward immunity. Got it.
0: So, and Carolyn basically was like, I'm willing to work with Carson, even though he's clearly, like, you know, really sick. Uh, and Lauren also feels like she's pretty weak at this point. Like she hasn't been eating a lot, et cetera. And so she kind of feels odd, odd person out, but ends up being paired with Danny. Um, we then get to the immunity challenge. And so, and the units are, as I mentioned, were Carolyn, Carson, Danny, and Lauren, uh, Heidi and Jamie, uh, Franny and Yam Yam and Kane and Brandon. And so Jeff basically explains that this is a immunity challenge in three stages. And in each stage, Well, in the first stage, one person gets, one group, uh, one duo gets uh, eliminated. Then in the second stage, two get eliminated. And then of the four that are left, then they all compete for individual immunity. Right. So it's really not that, it wasn't that complicated. Um. So the stages are essentially... The first stage is a mud net. is yeah, how that, I described it.
1: It's that twisted net thing that... I, well, they've had it before. It's like a tunnel, but it's uh-huh. twisted
0: at the end to where you have to sort of like use your body. Barrel roll like, through it. Um. And then the second one is essentially you... Because at the end of the first one, you get... Puzzle, um, uh, Planks. Planks. And you yeah. use the planks on the second one to basically build a rope bridge and traverse across. And then the third is the this classic one where they essentially have to sort of like press between two walls mm-hmm. and balance and, and not fall essentially um, so it's a endurance um, they start off with the first one which is the bun net and Carolyn's in rough shape yeah <laughs> Carolyn just there was such a juxtaposition too of Carson being so like low energy because of how sick he was being like Carolyn you got it just keep working it. And as Carolyn goes it was goes, so funny
1: <laughs> Also, now, part of me is thinking, okay, was she playing that up because she wants people to underestimate her? Was she also trying to save Carson from having to deal with this? Maybe. Because I can see her doing that. I can see her, like, I think she's a lot smarter than people give her credit for. So I think I think that that's a high possibility that she was, A, building the um her reputation as someone that they don't have to think about in these physical immunity challenges mm-hmm. so therefore she's not going to be a target to get rid of and she's also trying to be kind to carson and not make him deal with this and she was so, just a little too late like she <laughs> if she had waited another 30 seconds carson wouldn't have had to go in and
0: <laughs> yeah um and like you mentioned carolyn and carson are the first ones out uh, we get to the broke bridge uh, one and then uh, Franny and Yam Yam and Heidi and Jamie get out. So then we're down to four. We're down to Danny, Lauren, uh, Brandon, and Kane. Um, they start They start the challenge. I also love that at one point they're all on the set bench, like covered in mud, the people that have been eliminated. And Carolyn at one point just gets up and starts itching herself because I guess she's itchy.
1: Yeah, she goes. She just starts like doing the ants in your pants dance and like rubbing. She goes, i just itchy." <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's an act. I well, not an act. I think that not that's fully. I think that that's her character, but I think she's amping it up this episode because she wants to use it as a defense mechanism, and I think it's working. Yeah. I I don't know. I just I think she's a lot smarter than people are giving her credit for. I
0: agree, um, and so Brandon. Well, Kane drops first, and then Brandon. And so then we get to down to Danny and Lauren in the final two.
1: I will have to say that I called this. <laughs> like, as it comes on the screen, I'm like, okay. So Brandon and Kane are going to be early out. They're bigger guys. This is a endurance challenge, and weight negatively affects the... Like, these are bigger guys. So this is not going to last well for them. Danny has shrunk up some, but... I don't think he's going to end up winning it. I think it's going to end up being Lauren. And look at me Lauren now. Did, Lauren does end the win.
0: I also think the fart had something to do with it. Danny, <laughs> Danny farts at one point, which is... Oh,
1: good. it's not even just the fart. It's the fact that he goes, hey, hey, Jeff. <laughs> it makes and the then there's silence. And then he just rips a loud one. Jeez. And the entire cast cracks up. It's great. It's pretty good. But as you mentioned, Lauren wins immunity, and she's like so
0: excited and and flabbergasted that she was able to pull it off. Um, And so those are sort of the the stages we get until we get back to camp. So Ratu is basically in the position of wanting to vote Franny out, and then they bring this to Yam Yam and to Carolyn, uh, and to Heidi as well they're including in this. I figure they think Heidi's a little more of a flip. or. Like that, Heidi doesn't have the same necessary connections, I guess, but
1: Heidi still seems to be. I don't think it's necessarily connections. I think it's more allegiances. Yeah. She doesn't really have allegiance to anybody. She's still trying to find her footing.
0: But Heidi basically wants Soka and Tiga to team up, as we had mentioned before, to sort of take out Brandon. Um, and then at, as she's relaying this to Danny, Danny then tells her that I have the, the Soka idol, the original Soka, Ida, Soka idol. And that he'll play it on Franny if they put the votes on Franny. So, which I think was commendable. I think, mm-hmm. I think it takes a lot. I think Danny made a really great game move in, in this sort of thing at the end of the day. But it does take a lot of e- uh, safety in your ego to not play an, to play an idol on another person, I feel.
1: like I don't think it necessarily takes that. I think that it could be that that motivates that sort of a move. Um, but I it can, also can be. It can be strategy. It can be. There's a lot of different things that can that can motivate that. that move.
0: Yeah, I, I think someone like Danny, people like Danny who we've seen on this show before, could get so self-absorbed to where like that becomes sure. a thing. Um, and so Yam Yam is uh, also kind of worried that he'll be targeted and that uh and the, well and that he'll be targeted for playing the middle at this point like at mm-hmm. a certain point that people will catch on that he's sort of like a chameleon in that regard um and then Heidi tells Yami and Carson about Danny's idol because they're on the fence at this point of where they want to should they stick with Ratsu or go with Soka to do the Soka Tika thing and Heidi basically offers the knowledge of Danny's idol as an attempt to basically calm them down a little bit right um and and Yam is like, oh, God, should I I take this information to Watu to, like, secure that sort of element of it? Because, like, you know, I kind of want to have, like, when all is said and done, I want my options to still be open. I don't want to have this be such a clear line draw that, you know, things are going to go awry. Um, And so uh, Danny then goes to Franny and basically tells her that he's willing to play his idol on her like, the votes are going on you, but we'll play the eye on you. Um, and, Dan- and they're getting everything together, and Danny basically doesn't want to include Carolyn and Yam Yam in the sort of strategizing of, like, how many votes to get on to Brandon, because I mean, if if it, if everyone else is going on Franny and they cancel out the, her votes, they don't need them. Keep it small, keep the information together with people and and with the people that you can trust, and then basically Carson then tells him that like well Yamim I think knows the plan already because Heidi told us about like your idol and Danny's like shit <laughs> like yeah like and well he, and he's more worried about like Yamim could tell them like like could tell Ratsu and it could fuck this whole thing up essentially um and that they could switch their votes we then go to tribal council I noted this and I was asking you about this does it feel like everyone feels like they went through a stylist like at this tribal. Like Jamie has like a like like Jamie has like a blowout at this point. Like and is like full. maybe
1: she just has a hairbrush. Maybe. I mean, at a certain point a simple hairbrush through the hair will make you look like you've you're taking glamour shots.
0: Like no one looks particularly disheveled. Like yeah. Danny maybe looks a little slimmer, but like that's it.
1: But like you you can I think it's because this was a muddy challenge, so everyone went back and like exfoliated, s- exfoliated everything. Maybe
0: that honestly is what it is, because like like, even Carolyn looked good. Like,
1: like you could tell everybody went and took a full dip in the ocean, because like everybody's hair looked freshly washed. You know, every like all of that sort of thing. Right, like there was. Like even Kane's hair had a little bit of a bounce to mm-hmm. it. Like so you could tell everything a bit freshly like, washed. And hair I think looks that's... way
0: like Franny was one too where I was like, Franny, your hair looks way too healthy. Like how is this possible? Like... Yeah,
1: I think it's I think it's the they they all just went and washed their hair beforehand.
0: Yeah. Um, so um they're discussing things it's a lot of the discussions at tribal get a little boring because now it's like very much like broad terminology and like you know uh, metaphor about arrows being pointed in your door. It's it's just like you're yeah. kind of saying the same thing over and over again at this yeah. point.
1: Every tribal, it's the same. Well. Who knows if we're all on the same page. We'll only know once you read the votes.
0: No one's 100% sure. No one's 100% safe. Okay. Like, we get it.
1: Like, Like we get the concept of Survivor. Let's move on. I'm more
0: (laughs) interested in asking about, like, the specific dynamics. I
1: need Andy Cohen leading this tribal. Honestly. I feel like that's our (laughs) default as of like, Just be like, why isn't Andy Cohen doing this? Like... Like, not that Andy Cohen's perfect. Like, sometimes he backs down when I think he should be digging in. But for the most part, Andy does a really good job of, like, cutting through the bullshit and getting to the heart of what's going on. Yeah. And, like, I think that that would revolutionize the way that this – because Jeff used to do that shit. Like, in the in the middle years, he was he was doing a well, lot Jeff of that. Well, Jeff used to be
0: sassy, though. Like, he used to do a lot yeah. of, like, sassy, like, oh, God, you guys are all idiots sort of thing. But he doesn't want to do that anymore because it's all about – it's all, like, motivational. Like, it's all,
1: like – Yeah, I think it's between, you know, the – being the human embodiment of one of those cheesy motivational posters that you see in the workplace – and also not wanting to get canceled by, yeah. you know, accidentally being sassy in the wrong direction. It's like, if you're a genuinely good person, you're not going to get canceled. No. no, Like, people get it. Like, if you fuck up and you go, oh, I didn't mean to do that, I'm sorry, and I'll, I'll grow from this. People aren't going to cancel you. Like, you're, you're good. So, like... Jeff is fine because Jeff has been, like, pushing for inclusion and, like, treating people better. And, sure. like, like he's done a really good job leading Survivor in the way that it needs to go. But it's a,
0: it's a, it's a, tre- it's a treacherous place for hosts in general. We all saw... I mean, at least you saw... I don't watch Love is Blind, but, like, y'all are dragging Vanessa Lachey on the internet <laughs> for being a terrible host. Like... It's like, I
1: was just hearing about this.
0: Like, every fourth or fifth TikTok I get on my feed It's just like, can we talk about this Love is Blind reunion and how fucking shitty Vanessa Lachey is by asking everyone, when are you gonna have babies? Like,
1: well, so here's the thing number one, neither of these people know how to be hosts. No, Nick and Vanessa should not be hosts. But then everybody getting into this reunion were already pissed because it was oh, well, like all it, of the shenanigans over it not work the live not working yeah it
0: didn't help that you made everyone wait an hour and look at a black screen
1: and then like it's again we're back to the sassy gay jewish man like Andy Cohen was talking on his on uh the radio, radio andy um about how, you know, there's a reason we don't do live reunions. We did it once with with Miami, and it was atrocious. (laughs) Like, the reason we don't do it is because you need time to build up these emotions and get the response you want from the cast. You can't just get it. Like, if if you're doing a live reunion, it's all going to be canned. There's not going to be any genuine moments. Nobody's going to break. Nobody's going to say anything but their prepared statement. So you can't get what you're looking to get out of a reunion when it's live. Yeah. You're just not going to get that. Yeah.
0: So back to Survivor. <laughs> Sorry, that was a tangent, but we needed to take it. Um, so Danny plays his idol on Franny and mm-hmm. cancels out Franny's votes. And Franny gets like six votes, uh, essentially. Um. And Brandon goes home. He gets four votes. Uh. And it seems though Yami and Carson were still voting with Franny, which is why I was saying before about like Carson still... V- Carson's still out of the loop. He's still out on the votes, essentially. And it's like But
1: the thing is, is he wasn't out of the loop because he was in the no. Yeah. So I think that part of what That's he was doing point. was a was being covert. I think part of it was a I don't want people on this side to know that we're talking to that side. Because
0: Yamiam was also in that, like also voted for Franny. And so, so
1: knowing that this vote is going to be canceled. I'm fine throwing an extra vote to Franny because That's an interesting point. Yeah. it puts me in a position where I'm trusted by the majority and by the minority.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this a is a point. this
1: is another playing both sides thing, and I I don't think that it's necessarily. I, I think they both understood what they were doing when they when they continued to vote for Franny. That's they knew p- she was safe. Not a big deal.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um and Brandon ended up going home. Um like I said, much better episode than last week. Like I think like this is the formula that's like tried and true. The the blindside felt big. Like it it was, you know, it was as a really good episode overall. It didn't it didn't try too hard. <laughs> like that's yeah. the
1: biggest thing at the end of the day. So, good on you guys. And if Carson and Yam, Yam had flipped Danny wouldn't need to use the, the idol. Sure. Because they would have had the six votes. So use the idol now and then have Yam Yam and Carson flip while the fake majority thinks that they're still the majority. Right, right. and they think we flush the idol now we can do what we want now we can get rid of this person and instead they don't actually have the votes they think they do they can blindside them twice basically it's a good plan yeah they haven't vocalized that that's their plan but i think (laughs) that's the plan we'll see
0: um yeah great episode really good stuff more of this going forward
1: Okay, so tops and bottoms. This is gonna be a little difficult this week. Like the Like I'm having trouble figuring out who the bottom might be. We weren't. As, we weren't as angry as last week to where we could like. Jeez, or the week before. I think the last like three or four weeks we've had no trouble with bottoms. We've had trouble with tops, and um, it's it's nice to have a flip. I was able to pick somebody. <laughs> You're a switch hitter. Yeah. <laughs> huh.
0: Um. Yeah. So my. I'll, I'll... You know, I'll stop. With, I'll start with my bottom for the week or for this episode, and just <laughs> the concept of cops on drag race. That the, yeah, we a cab in this household. <laughs> like, sorry. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> but no, like we talked about it. We we don't have to go into further detail, but just like I thought, it was a, a wrong, like a, a a good idea that was poorly executed. Yeah, and and. Could have gotten more thought yeah. put into it. Um, my top is gonna be Sasha though. Sasha Colby, our reigning queen. Um, credit, mm. credit to her just for being amazing, yes. and being so talented at what she does. And that bitch is
1: a goddess.
0: <laughs> she's a top and, and, and a top notch competitor and person who I think is gonna do a real good job representing the community. Um, at a time in which we really need it. So yeah, credit to Sasha. What about you? This episode, babe.
1: Um, so I think this episode, my bottom is going to go to Jeff Propes. Not because I th- dislike him. Not because I think he's doing a bad job. No, he's it's the just, worst. <laughs> it's just because I think he's done better and he can do better. I, I thought this tribal was lackluster. Like, we've already talked about it. Um, it was just, he can do better. He, he is a better host than, than these last few tribals have been. And it's just, it's old. Like, like let's let's get back into Sassy Jeff. Let's get back into Jeff who is digging into and blowing up people's games. He used to just blow people's <laughs> games up at Tribal, and it was just, it was absolutely jaw on the ground the way he would call people out for secret things, like shadily, and then everybody's like looking around, like what, what is this, like. Survivor used to be so exciting, and it's sad that this episode made us so excited, Mm -hmm. because it really, in the grand scheme of things, was a very, I hate to use this word, because I am 33, about to be 34, this episode was very mid- You know, it was, it was middle of the road. It was not anything particularly good, but it wasn't bad. And it it was in comparison to, uh, to a few episodes recently good. Um, But Survivor has been much better in the past. And I think we can get back there. We need Sassy Jeff at the helm. We need exposing people's bullshit at tribal Jeff at the helm. That's what we need. Um, so, that's my bottom for the week. Um, My top for the week is going to, I mean, I've said it before and I've said it again. I think the best person playing this game out there is Carolyn. Carolyn, I think, is getting, like,
0: our, like, I think if we have a award for most tops so far, it's definitely her. But like, it's, for she's good just,
1: like, killing it. She is doing I think everything right she's playing the fool in the most entertaining way she is consistently staying quotable and staying in the confessional because she understands the fact that yes this is a competition and this is like a social experiment on the island and winning Survivor is about what happens here, but also your longevity in the universe of Survivor has to do with how you're coming off to the audience. Yeah. And she understands that if I want to come back for an all-star season or if I want to come back for anything else, if I ever want to do Survivor again past this 20-something days, I have to be giving confessionals. I have to be doing all of this stuff and making a good impression on the audience. Mm-hmm. And she is doing it. If she doesn't win this season, she will be back in a future season and will win that one. Like, this girl knows what she's doing. She, like, cannot give her more props. Um, I'm really impressed with what she's giving us. Um, I'm really excited to see. I guarantee you she is going to be the goat that goes to the end and wins it. Um, that, that is my prediction for the season. They're going to take her to the end as a goat, but she's going to prove how she's not a goat, and she's going to win that, that, that million dollars out from under their noses, and it's going to be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen on television. Um, that's my prediction. That is my hope. Go, Carolyn. You'd love to see it. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of A Gay and His Envy. Join us next time for more of our recaps and hot takes. And
0: be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. And check us out on our social media at
1: A Gay and His MB on all the platforms. A special shout out to Shane Ivers, who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And, and we're, we're out. out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at SorgatronMedia.com.